All right, so we started to do video versions of our podcasts. If those are not showing up in your podcast client, you can find them on our website at lowerthorbit.fm. You can also find them on at youtube.com slash lowerthshow. This week on Low Earth Orbit, we review Monument Valley. Welcome to Low Earth Orbit, episode 39. I'm Steve Merman. I'm Justin Voss. I'm Scott Stevenson. And today we're going to review the game Monument Valley. So a couple of episodes ago, we interviewed us two games, the creators of Monument Valley. And uh, in that episode, we kind of got some perspective on, you know, what the, it was like uh, building the game and, you know, what some of their, their goals were uh, with creating it. And uh, in the intervening time, the game has been released. So it's out now on the um, iOS App Store. And so we played the game, and now we're here to review it. So if you aren't familiar with uh, the basic concept, um, the idea is that it's a series of puzzles, and uh, you direct this character, this princess, through, Ida. Princess Ida, through through these puzzles, and they're full of impossible geometry. So like Penrose triangles and other sorts of objects that can't exist in real life. And so you, you know, she navigates through these worlds, and then you, and, and as a result, you sort of move up between you know different levels and. Um, explore a larger story. Um, so, given that, what what did we think, Scott? Uh, it's great. It's tons of fun. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. It's um, a very immersive experience. So you feel like you're in this world. It's the aesthetic is really interesting because it's sort of a combination of kind of like some some elements of like Super Mario World kind of colors and that sort of general feeling. But you you mix in a little bit of like Journey or maybe even like Flower. You know, one of the that game company games. And then add a little bit of fez, <laughs> simmer for uh, for twenty minutes. Um, it, it, I mean, it's fantastic. It's gorgeous. The, the sound design is great. The, the art is great. It's really fun. It's um, you know, for for somebody who's kind of worried about, oh, I'm not really a puzzle game person. I don't think you need to worry about that. I mean, it, it's pretty. I mean, there's there's no significant challenge. The last level's you know a little bit more challenging, but um, I, I wouldn't. I would recommend this basically to everybody. I mean, I think even action game people would get something out of it. You know, it's a cha- as a change of pace. Um, it's fantastic. I love it. Justin, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. It's really awesome. And like you said, the puzzles aren't very hardcore. You know, there's definitely segments of the game where it doesn't feel like you're puzzling things <laughs> at all. You're mostly just sort of clicking along to get to the next thing. But uh, but you're ever bored. You know, you want to see what this world is like and you want to just soak in sort of the artwork and the environment that it creates. And it's all really cool. Um, I did notice, uh, earlier this morning I was, I was on the app store, just kind of goofing around. I looked at the charts. This is the number one paid app on the app store right Mm -hmm. now. They're at a really, really solid release. So, um, and it's justified. So it's, it's a good game. So yeah, I would recommend it. Cool. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. The sound design is, is fantastic. I mean, it, in every, you can just look, look at pretty much every level and you could like print it out and hang it on a wall. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it's just amazing. Um, you know, I I feel like that in some ways I appreciated it more than I actually like enjoyed playing it. You know, like I you know it felt repetitive after a while. You know, and and it, like I was sort of you know it was it was beautiful and I kind of enjoyed looking at it. But the there are some elements of story that kind of you know that uh, you know sort of are threaded through the whole game. 
And there's some there's some individual moments that are you know very like moving that we can talk about sort of after the spoilers break. Mm-hmm. But they're just so far and you know like you know in between and um, and really tenuous. They don't seem 100 percent connected to each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you know, I, I wish there was more of that. Like I kind of got I played for, for like an hour and I kind of got kind of bored. Like I wanted something more. Like I wasn't like oh what's gonna happen next? You know, it's like oh it's, it's like Angry Birds. Like oh you need to play for a little while. And I mean it's much Angry more sophisticated birds. than Angry Birds. <laughs> but it's I didn't have this feeling that like I wanted to like get to the like, like although in fairness there are birds that are angry. There are there are a lot of Angry Birds in this game. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, and but uh, so I mean I, I kind of wish there was something more, but I, I did enjoy playing it, and it, and it is you know it's a it's you know a, it's a masterpiece in for, for what they're actually trying to accomplish in this game. You know, it's, it's beautiful and and very uh, evo- you know it's very I don't know what the right word for it it's like ethereal. You know, mm-hmm. like this yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. you know yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I agree that the plot is a little bit thin and I wish that it had maybe been beefed up just a little bit, you know, so it feels like there's a little bit more that you're sort of discovering because I feel like it kind of sets it up a little bit where you're going to like reveal some like thing where it's like, oh, this is why this valley is full of impossible geometry or this is why Princess Ida is there or whatever. And, you know, I don't know, maybe it's a spoiler, but I feel like you don't ever really get those answers. And that's okay. I mean, it doesn't, you know, diminish the game, but it would have been cool if maybe that had been like filled out a little bit more to feel like you did maybe get some of those answers. I don't know. But. Yeah, I feel like I was teased, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, you know, there, there was all, you know, there's little sort of interludes, you know, throughout the game where you learn bits, you know, bits more of the, mm-hmm. this sort of backstory. But it was never, it, it, in some ways, it, it sort of felt more, you know, like grandiose than it really was. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the, you know, there's this like, wise old character that you meet and you know, she says all these things and then it wasn't, it was sort of empty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. still fun. I mean, it, yeah, it's funny. So when we played, um, I guess maybe Device 6 is a good example. You guys have talked about how when you don't have as many visuals, your mind is to fill in the gaps for what the visuals would be. And totally. often that's a better picture than whatever would actually be in the game. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I kind of felt that about the story mm-hmm. because it was, it was so sparse that, um, particularly at the end, which we should mm-hmm. talk about, uh, I filled in the gaps with my own idea of what the story meant and like what, what was actually trying to be communicated so that there's, there's this surface level story. And for me, it's like, okay, well, I'm pulling different things of, you know, different things I've read or watched or whatever, and kind of filling them into that place. Um, I, I, I agree. It could be probably turned up just, just a tad, just a little bit more concrete, but I actually appreciated overall that it wasn't like spelling it out. Like this is exactly what happened. And, like not even to, I don't think I'd even want it to the degree that Journey does it, where they like they actually show you, you know, here's what happened. I, as a as a point of contrast, I guess I like the fact that it left that open to interpretation. Yeah. I, I buy that argument, but I kind I still kind of wish it had been. I, I get that. More. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the other thing is that uh, I think it's an interesting example of, you know, a, a lot of times I think game developers are trying to choose between having something that's very artsy and maybe a little bit more skewed towards sort of a niche market. Or having commercial success by making something that's very broad, you know, so Angry Birds is the con- canonical example. But I think this is a really interesting intersection of the two because anybody, you know, you, you can be playing this at five, six, seven years old. You could also be playing this at 70 years old and probably have a very, you know, obviously you have a different interpretation of what's going on. But that entire audience can appreciate this. And it's not it's not as a result of sort of like making it like less of a piece of art. You know. Yeah, no, that that's true. That and and like the audience is even bigger than you might even think. For example, 
My cat. cats. I knew. Loves, <laughs> loves this game. Like, the, the, what do you think about the, the plot? crows? <laughs> it's like the crows, like you know, they have they squawk when you tap I on them. So the like, so oh, my cat Hannah, she figured out this, and so she started batting at the crows, which is really unfortunate. So I was trying to play the game, you know, like, normally, <laughs> so I'm trying to like send Ida this direction, and then she's batting at the crows, and Ida's heading for the crows, which is not a good thing. For Ida to be doing, because <laughs> I just like along with the crows very well. So uh, us two games, we should let them know that you have a future market in cat games. Yep. <laughs> of which, shockingly, there is kind of a market. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the really, that's the really weird part. Yeah. That's what I'm interesting. What, what? So what was what was your cat's review on, on the game? <laughs> More crows? <laughs> yes. But yeah. I think she was a little disappointed. Not not all the levels have crows, and so you know it wasn't like full two paws up, but uh, you know. Even so, she just see like me shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> video, it's worth watching the video for you just to see me shake my head. Pause up. Um, so okay, so so I, th- I think the approachability though is totally part yeah, of the success. Yeah. yeah, is that you don't have to be a hardcore gamer. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, it. and I actually maybe even more to that point, I like the fact that it really embraces the the medium without dumbing it down. So there's games on the, on the App Store that are basically ports from other systems. And they're like, oh, well, we'll stick some buttons on the screen where you used to have, like, a controller. Mm, yeah. And it's it just, you know, let's all that go. This is not that kind of game. And it basically says, hey, here's a picture that you can play with, you know. Yeah. I, I really appreciate it. Because it's a hard line to walk to try to, you know, differentiate between, well, I want something that's meaningful and, like, is actually, you know, artful. But also I want anybody basically to be able to play it so that, you know, not just so it's accessible, but so it can have commercial success. Yeah. It's very difficult to get that. And yeah. I think they did it. And I'm also impressed at just how far they're able to go with this conceit. You know, the whole impossible geometry conceit. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, you know, there, there's the Penrose Triangle. And, they, you know, and, and oh, there's this other clever thing they did. And, like, oh, now if you rotate, you know, like, yeah. you know, the things align. And then, but they keep going and going and going and creating more and more clever ways to exploit this sort of, this, this you know, impossible world. Yeah. And I was, I was surprised with that. I figured I'd get, you know, I would start seeing a lot of repetition in the levels. And there's a lot less than I expected. Yeah. That was cool. So I guess uh, overall, we like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. recommend Absolutely. for sure. Yeah, I think I think everyone, anyone should play it. It's only four dollars on the mm-hmm. App Store. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> although some people consider that splurging, yes. <laughs> yeah. four dollars well spent. So um, we're going to cut to doing some spoilers here in just a moment. Uh, if you haven't played the game, please go out and and play it. It's available um, on iPhone and iPad, um, and in a few weeks, I believe, and on Android as well. Yep, answer. Yep. Um, and if you have any feedback, you can send that to us at feedback at lowearthorbit.fm. You can find us find us on Twitter at lowearthshow. And as always, our show notes are available on our website, lowearthorbit.fm. And we have a YouTube page, also youtube.com slash lowearthshow. So yes. we're putting videos there somewhat regularly. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But if, if a bunch of people check out the videos and like them and subscribe, we'll put more up. All right. Cool. So on to the spoilers. All right, spoilers. What do we want to say? <laughs> spoilers. So I'm, I'm actually curious if we, so what each of our favorite levels were, um, if you remember. Because mm-hmm. for me, the puzzle box level loved that. That was really cool. I loved I really that level. That Everything about that level because it was yeah. like, oh, it's like, oh, you open up this. You know, first off, it's non Euclidean geometry or what, you know, whatever. Sure, whatever yeah. So you're like popping it up and it's like something different each time you pop up one of the corners. Yeah. Like depending on which end of the box you yes. open, you see a different scene inside. Awesome. And I was like, cool. I was in it at that point, but then it just yeah. keeps like transforming, like growing in more crazy ways. Yeah. And then the, the thing that sold me was the uh, the fish tank. Yes. 
Yeah, that I cool. love. There's something. There's some weird part of me that loves like fish tanks without actually any actual glass around them. So. <laughs> Wait, this is a thing. Is, I don't know <laughs> it is. How many times have you yeah. seen that? Quite often. Quite really? often. Yeah. I can't cite another one right now, but it, it shows up in games fairly often. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Like, so not not in reality. Like there's some <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so, Gravity controlled fish tanks. Is suddenly in the fish tanks. He's <laughs> like, I'm getting fish tanks without glass. <laughs> I'm getting this, man. <laughs> I can just see like 18 attempts in. My floor just keeps getting wet. <laughs> this isn't going anywhere. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> uh, so the puzzle, I mean, there's a lot of great, great moments in the game and particularly near the end. Um, but like for my me personally, the thing that that was attached to my my favorite things about a game, the puzzle box, I loved, especially at the end and it closes all back up, back up. And yeah. So I don't know. Do you guys have favorite favorite levels or? I don't know that I had a favorite level per se. I mean, there were some that I enjoyed like more than others, like the the one like anytime there were a lot, there was um like they had waves like the water yeah that was, was, was really that. beautiful yeah. super cool yeah yeah um, so I, I thought some of those visual elements I liked a lot, but there wasn't I mean, there was a particular level that stuck out in my mind. I mean, the box one is you know it was quite clever and different than some of the rest. Yeah, I remember also just being like when the totem. Sort of, you know, I know we in the water. The <laughs> He's trying to follow him. I know it was so sad. But he comes back. <laughs> I know, yeah, that's the best. I love. Yeah. I love. How did you get an emotional attachment to like a stack of bricks? <laughs> yeah, it's because when you. He's like Duplo because right? it's it's like, <laughs> What's not just that? But he seems to get excited when you've yeah. almost got it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Whoop. or or if you need some help, and like, and, and the help involves like moving him. He'll like a little bloop thing. Does he? Yeah, because I, I, so I, 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 I would get like I would be really hung up on Ida and trying to figure out how to have her solve a problem, yeah. and then he would just be waiting over there, and he would like bloop. Like oh yeah him and then I'd move him and then I would like figure out how to solve the puzzle. Oh, so nice. the, yeah, sometimes there's little audio cues for like when you're like doing the right thing, like the same way Zelda would. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Did you did you guys not hit that? Like sometimes when you move to block in the right direction, sometimes it'll just lock you into you cannot go back because you've done the right thing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when it's a sequence of things you need to arrange, it'll give you like a sound. I feel like you just did that. I don't think it's just anything. Well, they're, they're different though. So some mm-hmm. some are just like musical notes, which yeah. I should have mentioned in the main review because I thought that was actually a cool touch, but. Um, but some are like you you connect something and it's like part one of three things you have to do. Okay. And it'll make a nice little like doot sound mm-hmm. so you like know you're on the right track and it'll do it again. That's cool. I was yeah. I mean I was used to it from Zelda. Yeah. Um, it's like musical notes. Like on the, on the second level, the first one where they have the little like you know like Lego uh, interlocking brick style um, drinkable areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like tapped on one and I heard it made, made, made like a tone and tapped on a different one, made a different tone. I was like, oh. is this like mist? Do I need to like it's play like, a song? And I was trying oh, to do that. Like man. nothing was happening. I'm like, oh, I'm going to fail at this game. Like I'm so <laughs> musically untalented that I'm not, I'm never going to get past this level. Wow. And then I, and then later I'm on I realized you could slide them. Yeah. yeah. But it totally threw me off that they actually, you know, they were on, you know, different pitches or again i'm musically highly untalented so i have no idea what they all they sounded different in some way how did you get to that part of mist how did you get past like the isn't to activate the rocket and try to play something on the organ yeah I had, my, I had I had a cousin that is much, <laughs> much more musical talented than I am that actually happened to be visiting me, nice. and he got me through that. Wow! Level. Yeah, so I, 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 I was stuck on rocket. it for a really long time. <laughs> wow, that's pretty funny. Did, did you ever play Res? I'm assuming you didn't, but Res. It was originally Dreamcast game, but then it went to Xbox later. Mm. You would probably love that game. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's like a it's a um, you know the mechanic from Panzer Dragoon where you're like you're locking on to a bunch of stuff at once. Did you ever play that one either? No. Okay, well, so it, it's actually a really cool game. It, it's um, kind of Vector Tron, old school Tron kind of world. Okay, yeah. And so you, you have a range of targets on the screen at all times. It's on the rail shooter. 
Okay. And you you move the cursor, you hold down a fire button, you move the cursor over the enemies, and you can have up to eight locked on at a time. So you like, it does like all of them. It does all of them. But the, the cool thing about the game is that it's all it, music is sort of woven into the game design. Yeah, that's cool. So every time you make contact with one of the enemies, it'll play a note. So if you play eight in a row, it'll mm. go, do, 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 you know. And, and there's always this beat going in the background. So it's sort of by consequence of playing the game, you're creating a song as you go through the level. Super cool. It's like, like a cult classic game. Nice. Um, but anyway, back to the other game. <laughs> so what, what did you... I'm really curious what you guys thought about the end. Because for me, like, near the end, I think, like, the second to last level, when you go past the mirror uh, and you see yeah. Ida's, like, like crown and, like, wings in the mirror, in the reflection, at, at first... Was that a mirror or was that... It was a mirror, yeah. Okay, absolutely. I thought it was just, like, somebody on the other side no, of the level. I thought that, too. But then when um, something happened, I think I saw the edge of glass. There's, like, a pane of glass. Oh, Okay. Uh, so I, what I thought happened at first, originally as I was playing through the game, I thought it was like, well, like the crows are like dead, you know, like zombie versions of whoever the the inhabitants are. Yeah. And they're, they're like, you know, stranded in the same way like, um, uh, what was the movie, uh, the, war, the warm-hearted zombie thing? Oh, Warm Bodies. Yes. Like that, where they like used to be mm-hmm. real people, you know, and they were just sort of, you know, trying to... Well, trying don't to... they say in the game that they're like, they're like... They say that, don't they? Yeah, they, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. they do early on. Like, well, well it, so they hint at it. They say something like, uh, you know, they used to inhabit here. But they don't, at that point, immediately, they don't call out the fact that it is the crows. Oh, I thought they did. I, I got the impression they did. Maybe I missed something. But it, I, I felt like I put that together. Maybe <laughs> I just read the line, literally. But anyway, so so I thought what was happening was, you know, she was she had made some mistake as well as these guys had. And she was, like, turning into a crow. Mm. And then, and you got to the end, you look at the, the like, the cemetery, which I, I assume that's what that was. Where you put the, the graves? Yeah. That was, that was, like, one of those, like, wow moments. That yeah. Was like, really cool. Yeah. So I thought what was happening was, like, you were basically descending into death, you know? Mm. You know, down that long staircase and, and descending into death. And then, uh, and then at the end, it seemed like it kind of flipped the story. Like, you're, you're actually, and this is where I thought it got kind of deep. Uh, at the end, where they all sort of ascend, I got the impression that you are actually not... In reality, the the princess, you're actually one of these bird creatures. And the princess is sort of like your, you know, um, purgatory. Like being in all the monuments and everything is your purgatory. And when you get to the end, you actually get to take your true form, which is one of the one of the flying birds. That's that was my interpretation, which again goes back to the they don't tell you explicitly. Um, so I mean, is that did you guys have a different read on? Did you have no read on it whatsoever? I had very little read on it, I guess. Oh, like, okay, interesting. Yeah. I mean, it kind of got actually kind of uh a few of the lines of dialogue from like the wise old person yeah. actually kind of gave me a vibe sort of like the the plot per se of like Shadow of the Colossus. Did you ever play Shadow of the Colossus? I played like the first level. Okay. Have you ever? So no. basically like your character, um, what is his name? Wander? Uh, shows up to the, the valley of like the Colossi and he's got uh, this girl and she, I think she's dead. Yeah. And he wants to resurrect her. And, yeah. you know, there's this like, you would uh, love this game. There's like this way. god being that tells him that if he defeats all the colossi, then it will be possible to resurrect her. But there's also like these, you know, there's these people that are coming to like it, it's forbidden to be there, and so like these people are like coming to like collect him because he's not supposed to be there. And so it's like sort of this thing where it's like, what kind of game is this? It's uh, a third it's a, person. It's a fighting game, basically. Well, like, that well, not a not a fighting game like Street Fighter. There's a fighting, fighting mechanic, game. but you're not. It's not like a. It, it's more artsy than that. It's very artsy, yeah. but at the end of the day, playing the game yeah. involves defeating sixteen well, like massive creatures. Yeah, 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 I think a fighting game is in like combat, s- <laughs> like Street Fighter is like a fighting game. Yeah, sorry, it's it's. I guess it'd be hard to describe what it is then. Action adventure. Mm, yeah, it doesn't really do justice though. It's like 
Just basically, like, imagine, like, the boss battle from, like, a normal game and uh-huh. just take out everything else and just have 16 yeah, boss that's battles. That's right, right. Like, it's basically just, you know. Wait, and I would love this game? Well, so you would like the aesthetic. It's very painterly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, like, Eco, you, have you heard of Eco or, um, like, Eco? I think you'd like Eco actually way more than. Maybe? I don't know. I played it recently and was underwhelmed, but I think that's because... <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's, I think it's a combination of my expectations are a little too high and it's at this point kind of an old game and yeah. doesn't it's like not as you know approachable as you might expect um but it was a, it was this like impressionistic painterly sure. effect before that was like a thing to do yeah yeah totally okay. um yeah so i kind of got the impression that maybe like you know it was the same sort of thing where it's like ida's not supposed to be in the valley and she's here like and there's like the like geometry that she like takes out of her hat and like puts on the yeah. pedestals and yeah. like what's that for i'm like well maybe maybe she stole all these things and now she's putting them back to atone for something and like you know maybe the graves like maybe those people are dead because of something she did and she's like trying to like make up for her actions by returning all these things you know but then at the end when the you know she just like turns to a bird and flies away i'm like what the hell is that like, but i think that's the fun i mean it, to me to me that's the same sort of reaction that i get from like listening to you know songs or something it's like yeah. they're not telling you exactly what's happening in the story it's part of the thing part of the fun of listening to songs yeah, it's, it's like, like filling in your own thing yeah. yeah yeah it's just that like that's fun when or it's more fun when i guess it's like easier to fill in the gaps and you can sort of like you know like you have enough clues to fill in the gaps yeah it, it feels like you're sort of like connecting the dots and then a picture emerges but when the dots are just sort of like randomly scattered yeah, and like, you're not like, sure what order to put it's them like in Donnie darko just, it's like oh there's a lot of clues here but i you know i i can sort of put together you know part of the answer but yeah. i don't really believe that there is a full answer you know there right yeah versus like i don't know six cents something where you're like okay you, you can clearly like i mean that's a little too literal but like you know there's sometimes there's like there's enough clues that like you, you can put the you can put the answer together yeah who knows like there's just literally not enough clues right so you're like there's no way you could ever truly know what it was you know and i, I find that unsatisfying like, i want i want to be able to figure out the answer to the mystery yeah like i don't want to spell it out for me but i want to have all the clues there yeah. and i want there to actually be a coherent answer right. that i can find as opposed to like when when stories have no coherent answer but they just want to like suggest a ser- you know suggest something and you know you you figure it out yourself you yeah. know like you know, we we couldn't make it work but you know here you you take these clues <laughs> well, and find some meaning yeah. yourself in them well that that's not necessarily the same thing like i i i get the feeling that there is a specific answer but they didn't want to spell it out and accepting the fact that not everybody's going to come to the same yeah. conclusion. Sure. I mean, that. No, no, I'm saying. Well, I'm, not, lazy I'm, not, I'm, not, yeah, no, I'm not saying that that like, falls on one category or the other. I'm just saying, in general, like, I think there's these two different, like, styles that, you know, that storytellers often take to these kind of things. And I find that, I find the, the, the one in which there is no truth, like, even the storytellers don't know the answer, I find that very unsatisfying. Yeah. Because then I, I can never get to the right answer because there is no right answer. Right. I mean, I think in principle, like having like an ambiguous story or even like an ambiguous ending can be cool and well done. It just, it kind of like is important for, I know this sounds weird, the thing that is ambiguous to be obvious. You know what I mean? Like that the the question isn't answered, but at least you knew what the question was basically. I I thought that's, that was the end, like the, so for me, the, the final, the final, final thing that happens when the birds all fly up, right? Like that to me was where the focus was and it was intentionally not telling you exactly what that meant. Okay. So, in other words, and did, actually, I hadn't even thought about like offering the geometry back to the back right. to the monuments. Right. That was I hadn't made that connection until you'd said that. So that that to me is the, the question that is presented, but maybe not answered fully. Is is you know is the the human form that she's in mm-hmm. and the sort of the crow form and all the other guys in is that the real form and they sort of like die or whatever and like go on to the next life or was that the real form and this other this other form was sort of temporary kind of the same way in Journey where like. The uh, I mean, minor spoiler, but at the end, you know, you sort of go to this other plane of existence. Yeah. 
you know that 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 left me with the same feeling, which is that the end is not fully explained in Journey. You no, know, you yeah. you die, <laughs> and right. then some other stuff happens, and you can right. interpret it as basically being re- resurrected, or you could interpret it as you know still being alive. So yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and the ending of Journey, I think, really works for me. But for this one, it just feels it feels a little too weird i guess to like make sense to me where it's just... well they are british let's be fair <laughs> <laughs> i guess i don't know i don't know i mean overall i think the you know the game was a lot of fun it's just the plot was like really hard for me to follow you know and yeah like i don't mind like feeling you know sketching in the details but it just feels like the few details we did get didn't form something that i was able to string together yeah, into yeah. something that resembles yeah. yeah like i said i mean I, I could i could see you know notching it up one more little bit yeah. as far as like maybe maybe a minimum just finding out who who the ghost is yeah. you know would be a, a good start sure. but uh, the ending I, I personally like the very ending yeah. uh very a lot yeah. so also possible that it just i don't know maybe they just were just going for whatever seemed cool and it doesn't yeah. necessarily need it didn't need to have a beginning middle and end in that way i don't yeah. know i guess it's possible too but cool <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> actually one thing i did like was how like you know, Ida's going through this this crazy world, and you times times like you're like rotating her around and stuff, mm-hmm. and and you know, the, whole, the whole these whole monuments are reconfiguring and stuff, and like she's completely unfazed by all this. <laughs> Just well, you'll you know, like move the thing, and she'll like be oh, that's interesting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, oh, who's moving them? Yeah, like, yes. yeah, that's <laughs> my perspective. Why are these things even moving? Well, actually, one of my I forgot one of my favorite really small moments is when you get dumped into one of the levels, and it's just the crow. And you're like, yeah, what I, is going on? Yeah, like, like oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And then later on, like, I was underneath. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> how long have I been under there? <laughs> actually, the, yeah, the crows. I think, I think it actually would have been a lot less fun without the crows. I think uh, the crows were yeah, a yeah, great yeah, decision yeah, to yeah, add. Yeah, I really because they're so they're never actually like aggressive. They're just sort of annoying. Like they're kind of like the seagulls from uh, Finding Nemo. Mm, yeah, you know, that same sort of like mine. You know that whole thing. Yeah. They don't really do anything to you. They just squawk at yeah. you. Yeah, but you get to like throw them into like, <laughs> you know, impossible situations that they can't get out of. Yeah. That, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. They're, they're like lemmings. You know? They're like lemmings. They're, they're yeah, like, yeah. You know, and I love in all the same little tricks. You know, that, you know, you have to do for like when playing lemmings. You end up doing this game. You, know, you wait for them to leave, and then quick or quick or wait to like cross onto something on, on a bridge, and then quickly rotate the bridge around and get them off again. And yeah. you know what's interesting is I, I you played the first portal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll play both. Yeah. Right, so I haven't played. I haven't played Portal Two. But the interesting thing is that when the first, <laughs> yo, you're missing out. You're missing out just for the Cave Johnson voiceovers. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, have you seen Garden State? <laughs> I have not. We can start our list of shame. All right. All right. Uh, but so the the interesting thing is when when Portal One um, came out and it sort of people played through it relatively. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same, roughly the same length, maybe a little bit longer, but it's the same kind of journey. Like everyone was like, "Hey, this is great. I wanted a more a longer form mm-hmm. game," you know. And I could see when Portal 2 came out, everyone's like, oh, my God, are they going to take the same mechanic and like spread it out into a much more flushed out thing? I, I kind of get that feeling here where it's like, I think this is the perfect contained size for the game. But you could also see how this, you know, the concept could be stretched out into something much more elaborate. And I think that, that actually yeah, is really I, exciting. I, that would actually be really I mean, cool. For but... me, I think I would, I would want a lot more story. Absolutely. Thing. I mean, because I, because yeah. I felt like you know, this was almost... Almost felt too long to me, given my story. Really, really? Yeah, I, I, played for a little while, and then I was like, I was like, another, another level, you know. And I, I would stop, wow. and I come back a little bit, you know. And there was just enough, kind of like, keep me going, and I like, I'd be delighted by a certain puzzle, or there'd be a little more story. But I just felt like, you know, I don't know, like the, these kind of puzzle type games don't really hold my interest usually all that well, you know. And so this held, held it more than most. But yeah, I felt like too long for me for given given that, that there was nothing else i mean the story was just so thin on the on the way through that that's okay. that's really that's so interesting because the way i think we're so different in that way because like i would actually be fine i mean I'd, i think it's better with it but i'd be absolutely fine playing the game with zero story 
In other words, if it was just like Tetris with a person in it um, and you just get to look at the art. But for you, it sounds like that would be not fun at all. I mean, it would still be, I mean, the art was still beautiful and, and the puzzles were still entertaining, but it, you know, it's like, it was fine for an hour. Like, and then like, I mean, the art style doesn't change dramatically. So it's like, you know, yeah, I mean. Well, the color so, palette so, but, changes. But you're saying that like the puzzles by themselves weren't enough. Yeah. To last. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't, I couldn't just sit and do the whole thing all the way through, for example. Like I, I, I could last half an hour, an hour, and then I got kind of got tired of it. Yeah. And, hmm. uh, you know, then I, versus like Kentucky Route Zero, where like, you know, the, you know, the story keeps progressing and like, what's going to happen next? You know, and I, and I, I really got, you know, I really just kind of barreled through that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you wouldn't like Eco. Seemingly <laughs> <laughs> less story there. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's tough. It'd be a hard recommendation. You'd also need a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to be happening. <laughs> or something? Um, <laughs> nah, I'll get it here in a second. All right. Sorry. Let me know when you're going to start recording. I, I just want to go on the record of Steve's level of tolerance <laughs> for our insane, like, mad scientist stuff here is appreciated. Just yeah. getting on the record. Yeah, you and Scott are both great. Thanks. Okay, awesomely framed. Sweet. So let me let me hit record on this and just let it It's awesomely. <laughs> the master at work. <laughs> um, but you um, need to do the bumper. So this this week on. <laughs> no, it's no. fine. I was trying to rebut it once. So this is great. This week. <laughs> this week. Unlike me, I always forget that. <laughs> I couldn't remember the bumper as well. I'm like, I always say something for the bumper. Okay. Today we're going to review Monument Valley, the new game by Us Two Games. Uh, <laughs> Save your opinion till <laughs> the one to one. Why should he do that? Then he'll start getting audio from back here. But he's bleeding in. Right. He's bleeding into this one, but not because of the setting on this microphone. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> that is that exactly was, correct. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> Which more? He was doing that way. I'm like, well, crap. I'm wrong. I don't know how if I can keep talking at this Sorry. point. <laughs> we, can this, we can adjust this microphone. No, that's, that's probably fine. Okay.